Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 3, Episode 14, titled The Boiling Rock Part 1. This is a great episode, uh, a really fantastic arc as well, I should say. I love the Boiling Rock, I think it tells a truly magnificent story, and this first half is a very, very well done introduction to that. Like, see, here's what I love about The Boiling Rock. They literally just do an escape movie. (laughs) Avatar The Last Airbender decided to become a prison escape movie. And it's awesome. It's really, really cool. Like the whole operation to break into the Boiling Rock and then break back out again. It's so awesome and so satisfying to witness. Like it's really, really fun. But also, of course, has a lot of character development as well. Like it's really, really phenomenal and sort of a nice change of pace, storytelling-wise. It's something different from what we've seen before. And yes, I know, there was another episode where they were trapped in a prison. I was imprisoned, and it was an amazing episode, and I love that too. Trust me, it's not done on the scale of this. (laughs) The Boiling Rock is on an entirely different magnitude of prison break. Than in present. It's so good. Also, I kind of respect the fact that they could have very easily scrunched this down into one episode, but they didn't. They kind of recognized that there were so many moving parts to this that it needed to be two episodes. And they just did it. They added an extra episode of The Boiling Rock so they could tell this story in a way that felt natural and not entirely rushed, not entirely forced. Like, part one is really just a lot of setup. It is a lot of setup with some really, really good moments on its own. That very much serves to set the stage for this second half. And some of you, some people who watch this show may be like, well, this didn't need to be two episodes. But 
I submit to the court that if they didn't have this first episode, if they didn't have this first half laying all the groundwork, then what happens in part two would not have worked as well. Would not have landed as perfectly as it did. This story would not be as remarkable if it was told in just one episode. It had to be extended. They had to do this over two episodes. There was just no other way to tell this story and do everything they wanted to do. It's so good. And I especially love... I especially love Sokka's arc in this episode. This entire episode is basically just Sokka trying to correct what he views as his failures. In his mind, he led the invasion. The invasion plan was his idea. And he made the decision to not leave when things were going wrong. He decided not to cut his losses, so now he believes he is responsible for his dad being in prison. He believes that he is responsible for his dad being in the Boiling Rock, and now he's desperate to right his wrongs. As he puts it, regaining his honor in a very, very poetic way, considering he's saying it to Zuko. And so, like, he launches on this insane crusade in the effort to repair what he believes are his mistakes. And of course, over the course of the episode, we slowly kind of get bits and pieces of the advice from Zuko that like, hey, this isn't your fault. You had to try. You had to see things through. You couldn't have left. That would have been a bad idea. You can't just not try because you might fail. And it's a wonderful little internal conflict for Sokka in regards to wanting to get his father out of prison because A, he's his father, and B, he sort of put him there. I also, by the way, love... The Boiling Rock Prison. I love this prison. It's so good. Like, right away, you get the sense. This is, like, as maximum as security gets. It's as hardcore as prisons in this world get. You thought the metal rig was bad? Wait until you see... A prison in a volcano in the middle of a boiling lake. That's really cool. And it very much makes the environment a character. Uh, The best settings for Avatar The Last Airbender are settings where the environment is a character in and of itself. And And I feel like Boiling Rock very much is that. The Boiling Rock itself is an antagonist here, in that it's like it's almost impossible to escape, there's guards everywhere, there's a boiling frickin' lake, and now they have to figure out how to traverse all of this to get out, to 
get away from this place. To free Saka, Zuko, Suki, Hakoda, all out of this place. Chitsang. Which, oh my god, Chitsang. What an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot asshole dumb. Good god. Uh, but I love the setting of the Boiling Rock. Uh, the opening sequence where Zuko is <laughs> is giving his uncle's tea joke very poorly. And then Sokka pulls him aside and is like, Hey, the invasion force from the Day of the Black Sun, where would they go? Where would they be held prisoner? And Zuko being like, trust me, you don't want to know. 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 And then Sokka being like, hey, it, it's my dad. My dad has been captured. I need to know what he what I put him through. And then Zuko, like, reluctantly tells him, they were probably taken to the Boiling Rock. And he describes the Boiling Rock to Sokka, and Sokka's like, oh... God, well, okay, that happened. And Zuko's like, hey, uh, what are you going to do with this information? And Sokka's like, oh, nothing. I just wanted to know. Just no one makes me feel better. And then smash cut to him trying to leave towards the boiling rock. And Zuko just like sitting on off a saddle like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> so, not up to anything, huh? <laughs> and then Sokka's just like, you can't stop me. I'm going. And I love how Zuko just berates his plan. Like, how are you going to get there? On Appa? Last I checked, prisons didn't have bison daycare centers. And Zuko's like, yeah, we'll take my war balloon. And then they go across in this war balloon. They go towards the boiling rock. Uh, I love the awkward talk they have. <laughs> Pretty clouds. Yeah. Pretty. <laughs> I I love it. It's so good. And then Zuko's like... And they get to the subject of Zuko being ashamed of himself. Sokka being like, I think Iro would be proud of you. Like, leaving everything behind. Like, that. that's hard. And Zuko's like... Oh, uh, it's not that hard. And Sokka's like, wait, you, you you didn't leave anything behind? And Zuko's like, eh, well, I did have a girlfriend, May. And then I love how Sokka just, like, has this moment of just, like, disbelief. Like, that gloomy girl who sighs a lot? <laughs> I love that. I love that reaction. It's so great. And then, like, they have this heart-to-heart, -heart, this, like, really, really profound heart-to-heart. -heart. And then Sokka's like, my girl, my, my first girlfriend turned into the moon. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> Greatest exchange of dialogue ever. I love that moment. And then, of course, they get to the Boiling Rock. Immediately they go down. And I love the logic there. Like, that is sound logic. Air outside is as hot as the air inside, so they can't fly. It makes perfect sense. And immediately, because they don't have this escape route, 
immediately it feels more claustrophobic. It feels more like an insane task. It feels more insurmountable. So the tension is real because they don't have an escape route handy like this war balloon or Appa. Like, it is genuinely unsettling every single moment. It's really, really great. And then, of course, they have that in initial infiltration. They establish all the elements of this prison, the guards, the fact that no firebending is allowed, the cooler. Oh, I love that fight in the courtyard, by the way. It's really, really well done. Uh, they try to search for Hakoda, but apparently he's not there. And Sokka has this moment of just pure, pure defeat. Like, ah, oh, lent this way, all this way for nothing. I failed again. Zuko's trying to comfort him with nonsensical Iroh advice <laughs> that he's terrible at giving. And then Sokka just randomly spots Suki, just based off of chance. And he's like, oh, maybe we haven't failed after all. Suki's here. And then, like, immediately, immediately, Sokka goes to Suki's cell to make himself known. And he tries to be cute. He tries to be mushy and adorable by doing the same thing to her that she did to him at the Serpent's Pass. Or not at the Serpent's Pass. At the, uh, at the fairy place in the Serpent's Pass episode. Where he's like, oh, you don't recognize me? Maybe this'll help. And then they kiss. But Sokka, like, just, cause he's an idiot doesn't understand that this is not the time or place to do that. <laughs> so because of the obvious disadvantage he's at, Suki just knocks him on the ground immediately after he goes in for the kiss. <laughs> and then his helmet gets knocked off and Suki's like, Oh, Sokka! <laughs> It's so great. It's this amazing callback slash comedic set piece of just like, that joke, that joke was a season in the making. <laughs> they set up that joke so perfectly without anyone realizing, I don't think even the writers. <laughs> oh, it's so perfect. It's so great. <laughs> And then, of course, immediately Zuko's captured. Immediately Zuko's found out to be not a guard. And Sokka just has to go along with it because there's really no other way for him to maintain his cover and them to have any chance of freeing Suki and themselves. And I love the next scene of Zuko talking to the Warden of the Boiling Rock. And the Boiling Rock Warden being like, yeah, I know, you're, you're the traitor prince. How could I not know who you are? You broke my niece's heart. Like, the realization that he is indeed May's uncle. It's great. It's a fantastic scene. 
Like, immediately, Zuko comes face to face with the tremendous weight of what he left behind. In a very indirect, but albeit still profound way. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's really, really fantastic. And then, of course, they figure out this escape plan involving the cooler. Sokka figures out that uh, the coolers are bolted, and if you remove all the bolts, then you can remove the cooler. And then the cooler can make a perfect boat to go across the boiling lake. Perfect. 100% perfect plan. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, also, I love how Sokka just goes up to Suki and Suko, and he's like, Oh, cool, you've met. Well, we actually met a long time ago. Wait, what? Yeah, you sort of burned down my village. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Nice to see you again. <laughs> Suki's just, like, staring daggers into him, like, every second of this conversation. <laughs> it's great. And then, of course, as Sokka's describing it, Chitzang just immediately crashes and is like, Hey! I'm, I'm part of this too now, otherwise I'll tell the warden. So you kind of have to include me. And so they enact this plan. Uh, Zuko gets himself put in the cooler after fake firebending at Chitzang. Well, actually firebending, but in a fake fight. Zuko goes into the cooler. It, it, it all gets unbolted. They move the cooler to the boiling lake. But in the process of this, they find out that new war prisoners are coming in the morning. So Sokka now has this crossroads of like, well, okay, do I leave now, save my girlfriend, or risk staying the extra day on the slim chance that my father might be coming tomorrow? And it, ha it has this amazing moment of, like, do I risk it, or do I cut my losses like I, quote-unquote, should have done at the invasion? And of course, he ends up deciding to stay. Chitzang doesn't. He, his friend, and his girl all get in the cooler, and they just go along with the current. And then morning comes, and they're still on the cooler. And they're like, uh, the paddle. Boiling water gets on his hand. Ah! And they're immediately found out. Freaking idiots. <laughs> Freaking morons. Dumb, idiot, stupid, moron, idiot, dumbs. Chit Zhang is an idiot. But then, of course, you have this ending where, as Chit Zhang is being captured, the gondola is slowly arriving. Sokka, Zuko, and Suki are all staring intently at it to see if Hakoda comes out. Most of the prisoners come out. 
Hakoda's not among them. Sokka's like, oh, I failed. Again, again. And then you find out that Hakoda was actually staying on the gondola in a small act of defiance. And then they force him out. You see Hakoda. Sokka just looks at him, eyes wide open, and says, Dad. And then that's it. So Hakoda's there. Now the real rescue operation begins. God, the Boiling Rock is so good. The Boiling Rock is such a fantastic arc. I cannot wait to talk about the second part. That, oh my god. It's gonna be so great. It's gonna be so great to get into that second half. I love this arc so much. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 3, Episode 15. Talk to you then.